4-12-15-23. This is the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup. Reading the news so you don't have to. And in no particular order, a 10-year-old black child in Mississippi faced a unique sentence after being arrested for urinating in a parking lot. Three months probation and an assignment to write a two-page book report on Kobe Bryant. The child's mother contends that his race played a role in his arrest, suggesting that a non-black child might not have faced the same consequences. Opting for probation to prevent a criminal record, the family's experience underscores larger systemic issues within the criminal justice system. In 2022, Navy Federal Credit Union, the largest credit union in the good old United of States, exhibited a significant racial disparity in its home loan approval rates with a 29% point gap between black and white borrowers. This disparity was evident in conventional home purchase mortgage applications where black applicants were twice as likely to be denied as white applicants, even after accounting for various influencing factors. Sidney Powell and Kenneth Cheesebro, Chesbro? I don't know how to pronounce it, lawyers aligned with former President Trump submitted brief one-sentence apology letters as part of their plea deals in the Georgia election interference case. These letters, however, did not acknowledge Joe Biden's victory in the presidential election or renounce the unfounded conspiracy theories about election fraud that they had previously promoted. Along with two other defendants, Powell and Cheesebro, pleaded guilty and were sentenced to probation without jail time. Their records will be cleared provided they complete their probation without any violations or committing new offenses. The Vatican's intricate financial trial, yeah, that's going on, involving Cardinal Angelo Besucci, again, I don't know how to pronounce that, and nine others, is set to reach a verdict on Saturday. This high-profile case, characterized by allegations of fraud and inquiries into Pope Francis's involvement, have not revealed conclusive evidence supporting the prosecution's theory of a large-scale conspiracy to defraud the Pope of charitable funds. Instead, the trial inadvertently uncovered instances of internal vendettas and incompetence within the Vatican. Adding to the complexity, defense attorneys unearthed that Pope Francis had covertly issued four decrees during the investigation, actions that seemed to favor the prosecution. This revelation has sparked concerns about potential interference with the legal system and goes beyond the Pope's previously understood role of merely encouraging the investigation. Officer Greg Capers, who accidentally shot an 11-year-old boy while responding to a domestic disturbance call, has been suspended from duty without pay. Despite this, a grand jury in Mississippi concluded that there were no criminal wrongdoing on the part of the officer involved in the shooting. Consequently, the Mississippi Attorney General's office will not pursue any additional legal action in this matter. Meanwhile, the family of the boy who was shot has initiated a $5 million federal lawsuit against the officer alleging excessive force and negligence. However, the city of Indianola has expressed its inability to fulfill this financial demand, citing a lack of funds. General Motors is set to lay off 1,300 workers at two of its Michigan auto factories in early July. Well, at least it's after Christmas. This decision includes the layoff of 945 workers from the Orion Assembly Plant as it prepares to transition to electric truck production by late 2025. Additionally, the Lansing Grand River Plant will lay off 350 workers attributed to the discontinuation of Chevy Camaro production, though it will maintain the production of Cadillac CT4 and CT5 models. 
GM has announced that the affected hourly employees will have opportunities to take positions at other factories. San Francisco has experienced its worst year yet in terms of overdose deaths, with a staggering 752 accidental overdoses reported up to November. The primary driver behind this alarming figure is fentanyl. Notably, males constituted 82% of the overdose victims this year. In response to this crisis, San Francisco's public health officials have initiated plans to test the city's wastewater for drugs. In a tragic misstep, the Israeli military accidentally killed three Israeli hostages in the Gaza Strip, having mistakenly identified them as a threat. Concurrently, the United States and Israel are engaged in discussions about setting a timetable to reduce combat operations in the ongoing conflict with Hamas. As part of these discussions, Washington has proposed specific ideas for future security arrangements in Gaza. This includes the possibility of reintroducing Palestinian security forces into the region, a move that could significantly alter the current security dynamics. During the concluding days of Donald Trump's presidency, a 10-inch thick binder containing raw Russian intelligence, as provided by the CIA, disappeared from the White House. This critical document comprised classified details about Russian agents and sources that had contributed to the United States government's understanding of Russia's interference in the 2016 election. President Trump had made attempts to publicly disclose the contents of this binder, although multiple copies of the binder existed, it was an unredacted version that went missing. Despite this concerning disappearance, U.S. officials have refrained from pursuing efforts to locate the missing document, leaving its current whereabouts unknown. Elon Musk has been directed by a federal judge to provide additional testimony in the ongoing SEC investigation into his acquisition of Twitter. This order comes despite Musk's team contesting the authority of the subpoenas. The judge underscored the SEC's extensive investigative capabilities and advised Musk and the SEC to mutually agree on a date for another day of testimony. Failing this, the court will schedule it for February in San Francisco. The crux of the investigation revolves around two key questions, whether Musk adhered to legal requirements in his takeover-related filings and if his public statements about the Twitter purchase were potentially misleading. The Congressional Budget Office forecasts that inflation will decelerate and gradually align with the Federal Reserve's target rate of 2% over the next two years. This prediction is based on the anticipated trajectory of the price index for personal consumption expenditures, which is the Fed's preferred measure for inflation. The index is expected to fall to 2.1% in the coming year and then slightly increase to 2.2% in 2025. In Tennessee, a four-month-old baby was miraculously found safe in a fallen tree after a tornado devastated his family's mobile home. Despite the destruction, the baby, along with his one-year-old brother and parents, survived the ordeal with only minor injuries. During the tornado, the mother heroically used her body to shield her one-year-old son as their home's walls collapsed. Both were trapped under the wreckage of the trailer but managed to free themselves. In a dramatic twist, the father, who attempted to secure the bassinet containing the baby, was caught in the tornado's force. Tragically, the family's home and all their belongings were completely destroyed in the disaster, but they do have each other. Twitch has reversed a recent policy change that permitted artistic descriptions of nudity following concerns about the use of AI-generated images. This backtrack has caused some embarrassment for the platform as the initial policy update aimed to clarify and simplify content guidelines. 
Twitch's president issued an apology for the confusion caused by this rapid policy shift. However, Twitch has decided to maintain other recent policy amendments. These include the allowance of erotic dances and content focusing on specific body parts, provided such content is appropriately labeled in an effort to balance content freedom with community standards. The Oregon Supreme Court is considering a lawsuit brought by Republican state senators who are challenging their disqualification for re-election. These senators had previously boycotted the legislature and now face repercussions under a voter-approved amendment. This amendment, as interpreted by the Oregon Secretary of State, bars lawmakers from seeking re-election after accruing 10 or more unexcused absences. The senators argue against this interpretation, seeking to run for re-election despite their boycott. However, their efforts received a setback when a federal judge rejected their request to appear on the ballot post their current terms. The judge affirmed that their disqualification aligns with the intent of Measure 113 as voted by the electorate. Rudy Giuliani has been ordered by a jury to pay a substantial sum of $148 million in damages to two Georgia election workers for defaming them with baseless conspiracy theories following the 2020 presidential election. The jury found Giuliani liable on multiple counts, including defamation and emotional distress, leading to the sizable financial penalty. Giuliani had falsely accused these two women of rigging the 2020 vote in Georgia. In the United States, the homeless population has seen a significant rise of 12% since 2022, reaching a total of 653,104 people, the highest figure recorded ever since 2007, and we kind of know what happened around that time. This increase in homelessness has been accompanied by a concerning spike in deadly attacks targeting this vulnerable group, incidents that are alarmingly frequent and often unexpected. The dangers faced by homeless individuals are not only a result of direct violence, but also stem from a broader socio-political context. Factors such as a political atmosphere that often stigmatizes homelessness, coupled with the inadequate housing options, gang-related violence, and issues related to drug abuse, collectively exacerbate the risk and challenges faced by those living without stable shelter. The Congressional Gold Medal was posthumously awarded to Larry Doby, a World War II Navy veteran and Baseball Hall of Fame center fielder, recognizing his pioneering role as the first African-American player in the American League and his significant contributions to baseball. The medal's reverse side depicts a historic moment from 75 years ago, capturing Doby and Cleveland Indians pitcher Steve Gromick's embrace in a World Series locker room, symbolizing racial unity in sports. This moment, captured in a widely circulated photograph, was a significant step in the integration of baseball and resonated with the public for its display of acceptance across racial lines. Doby's career, marked by exceptional achievements including a 283 batting average, 253 home runs, and participation in seven All-Star games, was celebrated alongside his service as a World War II Navy seaman. The awards ceremony underscored Doby's legacy, both as a sports icon and a civil rights pioneer, further highlighted by his friendship with fellow baseball legend Yogi Berra, with whom he shared experiences of integration challenges and military service. And that has been the news for 12-15-23 here on the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup. Hope you had a good week. Hope you even have a better weekend. We'll get back at you, getting you smarter and more knowledgeable in the shortest amount of time possible come Monday.